Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the media tab. Thank you and God bless. That we're in this culture and time by accident. We're not in this culture or time to go, oh, woe is me. Look at the world. Look at the condition. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, it's horrible. It's terrible. Jesus must be coming back soon. And I believe he is. However, you still hear, which means he still has something for you, for us to be doing. Amen? And, you know, sometimes we get carried away with uh, the culture of today. And so I've been led to share with you the following message concerning relationship between couples. <laughs> against technology. Before, our relationship was just a tangled mess of push notifications, interruptive chimes, farm animal games, and, and secret GPS tracking. I was checking Nancy's Facebook page just to see where she was at. Physically and emotionally. And I was fortifying my manhood by playing violent video games in which I was a sniper trying to save all of America. Waffle Daddy 16 is down. Give him a med kit. Bravo. They're on your six. They're on your six. Frag out. Frag out. I just wanted him to take out the trash. Don't look at me. I had a hard time communicating how I felt. He'd try these little emoticons, but the messages got mixed. I have fat thumbs and one slip to the right and you are sending a totally different message. It got to the place where I was finding attention elsewhere. Oh, come on. Come on! Come on! We were talking about separating. And by separating, we mean buying an additional tablet so we could each have one. The point is that we were chewing up our data with nothing to show for it. And that's when we discovered unplugging. It's a form of communication that requires no electricity or Wi-Fi. It was awkward. We were just sitting on the sofa, the two of us, no devices. The eye contact alone was... Can I even say this on TV? We were talking without the football score dinging on his phone. For her, it used to be words with friends, but now it's words with me. Unplugging has 
it's revolutionized the way we relate to each other. When the electricity goes out, I don't even flinch. And when I say flinch, I mean lose my everlasting mind. I know they're skeptics, but all I say is give it a shot. It's worth your time. You will see results. And fast. The most common side effects from unplugging include jitters, twitches, and withdrawals. If you experience other mental disturbances, take a walk in the sunlight. If you have a conversation that lasts more than four hours, don't see a doctor. This is normal. Just keep talking. Unplugging may not solve all your relational issues. Your overspending habits are an entirely different topic, and we don't have time for it. Unplugging. See if it's right for you. It was right for us. I know that's not really saying anything to anybody out there. I mean, I'm sure that you don't sit on the couch, your spouse on the other end just looking at your phone, while the TV's on, pretending you're listening to the TV, you're interested in that, you're doing all your games and you're doing all that. Never mind. Uh, probably hit a sore subject, but anyways. Uh, unplug. We've become a society that's really in need of unplugging. Uh, and, and the way I, I, I honestly look at this is that when we get up in the morning and we're more worried about reading our emails and checking the Fox News and, and catching what's going on from there and who's been on Facebook and what they posted and, and TikTok and, and Instagram and everything else, I, I mean, more so than we think about getting together with God first thing, we're in trouble. And, and our hearts say something. Oh, I want to share with you this morning from Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, for by the trespasses of one man, death reigned through that one man. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? That's a huge statement. Tear it apart for a second. For if by the trespasses of one man, that speaks of Adam, death reigned. Because of him, we were all in him. It wasn't that he did something, now we got to suffer because of it. No, we were in him. We weren't born yet, but as a result of what happened to him, it happened to us. So when Adam died, every one of us born of Adam is born dead. So understand that. Because how much more then will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Now, now let me get into some things here today because I want believers here today to understand that receiving from God empowers your life. Turn to your neighbor and say that with me. It's not on the board, but say it with me. Receiving from God empowers your life. Oh, yes, it does. Now, I, I've expressed this terminology to you. If I've explained it, if I've shared it once, I've shared it a thousand times. But I've always shared with you that 
I have reached a point in my life where I'm not living for God any longer. I'm not living for Him. I, I, just, I just quit. You know what I'm talking about? Instead of living for Him, I'm living from Him instead. And when you realize that level, that reality of living from Him, I'm not trying to do something I can't do. And, and many of you out there would identify with exactly what I'm, I'm talking about and the emotions that go with it is that we try to live for God and we just mess up so we stop, we just settle, we either turn away and walk backwards or we simply settle for where we're at and just hope we make it. So that's why I come back to that not living for him, but from him. So the question is, how do we go from living for him to living from him? How do we reach that place in our lives where we've actually renewed our mind? Uh, uh, we, we have an understanding. There's revelation. God's done something. Holy Spirit's tapped you on the shoulder, and you've turned around to see a whole new, different paradigm. How do we go from living for him to living from him how do we go from trying to give him something you know our good works our our lives what we do how many chapters we read of the bible how many how many minutes we pray how, how do we go from giving him something to learning how to receive 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 I'm here to tell you this morning, God wants you to receive of his goodness, of his love, of his power, of, of who he is. The reality is that we are all sinners. Hello? We've all been born of man. And, 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 and there's nothing inspiring about that. You know, I remember, you know, in camp with a couple of my buddies, church camp, our theme song was, you know, I've been sinking deep in sin. Wee! But that, that, that was as a kid, okay? <laughs> There's nothing inspiring about that. There's nothing encouraging in the fact that I'm a sinner. There's nothing uplifting about being a sinner. What do sinners do? They sin. And then don't get all surprised and, oh, my goodness, how could I ever do that? Yeah. Why do we get surprised when sinners sin? That, that's the nature of which they've been born into. So I, I, I understand here that what I, I'm, I'm talking about is that sin is defeat. Sin is loss. Sin is missing the mark. It is, again, the condition. It is the condition of, of who we are that produces the kind of behavior that we have. I say that because what ends up happening is, is, is that our minds... I, 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 I'm stuttering today, aren't I? There's so much I want to share, and, and I realize I only have so much time to share it in, but let me just let me express it this way. Um, how many know where you're joined to Christ? Where are you joined to Christ? Your heart, which is your spirit, 
your spirit, his spirit, one spirit. You're not joined to Christ up here. You're not joined to Christ with this. This, this still needs saved. <laughs> this needs resurrected. You know what I mean? But, but the reality is that's why we continue to bring our minds, which is also known as our souls, subject to our spirits. That's called right alignments. Whenever your spirit becomes subject to your mind or your soul, you're all out of whack. You live according to what's influenced you, what your thinking is. Your faith becomes a mental assertion. It's not really something that resonates or identifies from within, that union with where you are joined with him and he is with you. So when I, when I say this is, is the fact that in the process of this getting saved, Look, you've been, I don't know who influenced you. It could have been a teacher, could have been a parent, could have been a good friend. But whoever influenced you created in you a, a, a life or a belief system. And that belief system, you believe this is the way it is. How did you, why do you believe that? Because you were taught that. You were influenced. So it causes you to think a certain way, right? We've gone over this before. You think a certain way because of the way you believe. And as you think that certain way, you then make choices because of what you think, because of what you believe. So what you believe affects the way you think, which affects the choices that you make, which affects your behavior. That's where your behavior comes from. A lot of people try changing their behavior without changing their condition. They know they're supposed to be uh, a Christian, that they're supposed to do these things, that they're supposed to follow. The, but, but the truth of the matter is, I don't care how hard they try, they me we mess up. We blow it. We're never able to do it enough. We never follow through. We've got great intentions, wonderful dreams, but no ability to do it. That's where the influence of God comes into our lives, friends. That's where spending time in his presence, spending time in his word, teaches us, shows us, changes our belief system, which changes the way we think, which will change our choices and our behaviors. The scripture describes receiving God's grace, really in, in, in no uncertain terms, as, as people who reign, people who win, people who are more than conquerors. We've gone from death to life. Condition changed. Hello! We were dead in our trespasses and sin. We were dead as a result of being born into that condition. Our father, 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 father died. His death was separation from God. You and I in him were born into that death. We're born into the condition of sin. But we've gone from that death into life. Saved by his grace, what he himself has done for us. Let me just say this. Receiving is the difference between being a sinner who doesn't have any hope Versus being a child of God that's full of hope. Receiving is the difference between a defeated life 
and, and, and really a champion life. I want to tell you this morning, you are a champion in Christ. Yeah, sounds good. Boy, do you need a head, uh, you know, a check up from the neck up, as we used to say. You know, for, for a lot of believers, the question has to be, why doesn't salvation mean so much to us? Look, a lot of confessing Christians live defeated lives because the mental image they have of themselves is based on performance, which, I'm sorry, but your performances simply remind you that you're imperfect, that you're weak, that you're undisciplined, and it doesn't work, does it? It's, it's not doable. So we look at our lives and we look at our performance and our poor, poor performance has been an it's been a mess. Look at your neighbor and tell them your performance has been lousy this week. Some of you don't have the guts. You know that? You just don't have the guts to turn to your neighbor and tell them the truth. You know, and, and the truth is, you know, when we're looking at our lives based on performance in that sense, we say things like, you know, well, just hang in there. You need to hold out to the end. Hard to fight for I am coming. That was one of the most unscriptural songs there was. But, you know, they, they think if we can just make it in this life, then we will reign with him in the next life. Oh, come on. We seem to be the only ones working at it sometimes is the way it feels. God doesn't seem to be helping one little bit. We're tired of trying because that's all we do. We get up, we try. We, we do our deeds. We do our, our routines. We read our Bible. We do our, our say our prayers and whatever. And, and it, just, it just seems like, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter one bit. And we're tired of trying, especially because we can't seem to make it work or get it to work. You know, I, we try our formulas. We become superstitious about certain things. And we try to get it to work. Well, if I pray these words this way, or if I live life this way, if I do these certain things. You know, those sell a lot of books, but they're not true. What we do is we settle in the form. We get upset at everybody else who doesn't fit our form. Now, there's the church today, if I ever see it. For those who've been around a while... Our form becomes tradition. It's, it's our, how should I put it? It's our security. The way, the way things used to be when they did work for us. After all, haven't we been taught growing up that if it's going to mean something, you got to earn it. You got to, if it's going to, you know, if it's going to mean something from God, you got to earn it. Because after all, after all he's done for you, the least you could do for him. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So we work at it. Failure. We work at it. Failure. We work some more at it. Failure. It's not working. This life is not working. No matter how hard we try, because we're supposed to be a Christian now, and obviously, <clears throat> if we're a true Christian, we should be winning all the time. We shouldn't have any problems. 
Never should lose our temper. Never be a grouch. Turn and look at your neighbor, see if they're listening. This, is, this, this message is going to get me in trouble. I can see it now. How many know that God is not looking for our lives to be perfect from start to receive of Him? He wants you and I to receive of Him today and to start taking and thinking of ourselves as kings and queens. To not let our yesterday's sin hold us back from our power to win today. I really, I'll tell you what, though, there's one thing that sticks out to me from the meetings we had with Andre, that one little phrase that he said. And, and that phrase was simply, <laughs> the, the enemy knows your sin but calls you by name. I'm sorry, let's get that. The enemy knows your name but calls you by your sin. Jesus knows your sin, but calls you by your name. I love that statement. Let me, let me just, just underscore it. And that is to say that the moment you receive God's grace is the moment you begin life. When you say, Lord, I am a sinner and I need a Savior. Lord, I can't, I can't live, I can't live perfect, but I don't have to, to live a defeated life either. I, I know I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm not going to let them get me down. Lord, open my eyes. Let me see what it means not to live for you, but to live from you. And so by receiving, you get that done. I'm, I'm, I, by receiving, I go to church. By receiving, I stand in faith and I declare, I am who God says I am. Amen. From him, from him, from him. I receive from him. Look, the way we receive from him also depends upon our capacity to receive by conditioning ourselves, by conditioning our capacity to receive. Our capacity needs to be enlarged. It, you know, there's so much junk we have in us, so much junk we're holding on to, that our capacity just isn't there to receive of everything he has for us. So we haven't learned really how to receive. Look, we can never live from him if we don't know how to receive from him. You, you can talk about living from him, living from all you want, but until we learn to, 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 to receive from him. Look, throughout scripture, you're going to hear Jesus say those words, receive. So what I've done is I've jotted a few of them down for you. You got them? They're right there. If you don't have the sheet, it's up on the board. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive 
These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means inherit it. Receive the kingdom of God. He who rejects me and does not receive, receive my work as that which judges him. The word I have spoken will judge him in the last day. And when he said, said, these, uh, said this, he breathed on them and said to them, what? Receive the Holy Spirit. But you shall receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even in Ravenna. A lot depends on our ability to receive. You can't receive something if your hands are full of something else. I mean, let's face it. We've got to ask the question, what's keeping us from receiving? Are your hands full of attitude? Are your hands full of bitterness? Are your hands full of, 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 of all of your selfishnesses that you've got to have this, you've got to have that money, time, good things, the bad things, the, the guilt that we hold on to. You know, it's very tough for us to receive from God if all we're holding on to is our guilt of our past. I'm not saying, you know why you feel guilty? Because you're guilty, that's why. What is guilt? Guilt is simply unfulfilled expectation. That's what guilt is. That's the emotion that comes from unexpected or unmet expectations. That's what keeps us from receiving. I don't care whether it's fear, whether it's guilt, whether it's pride, whether it's doubt. It's this thing right here. It's, it's not about what Christ has done in here. We have been saved. But this head is still under the condition that we need to recognize what Paul talks about, that we renew, we are transformed, how? By the renewing of our minds. I've asked Jesus to, to take away my thoughts. Well, you know what? He's taken away your sin. Now do yourself a favor and replace those thoughts. He's not going to take something away so you're walking around going, uh, you know, kind of zombie-like. You know, if you've got kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm saying to you this morning, if you want to get rid of the thoughts that you've got in your head, then replace them with different thoughts. I'm sorry, but if your thoughts are all about the junk and the sex and the violence and all the other stuff you watch on TV or you read in this or you play around with on your phone, then why do you, you know, bottom line, well, I just can't, well, we place it for Pete's sake. It's just that, you know, I need God to do it. No, God's done everything already. You need to partake. You need to receive that. <sighs> Get unplugged. I like that one. How's that? The truth is, the value of our salvation is going to be based on our ability to receive it. If you're not receiving from God, I want to challenge you on the value of your salvation. 
how much you actually value it, or do you, does, does sin, does the condition that you see your friends and your family and that you see this world, and does it even bother you? Does sin bother you anymore? I mean, let's face it, the world is trying to get us to accept a standard and culture of sin that is as far away from God as you can get. And you can see that because of the results called behavior. I'm, I'm, you know, as much as I love some of the things on TV, some of the things that they're pushing down my throat my, right now, that's not me. I'm sorry. I used to enjoy looking at how you can rebuild a house and decorate it and everything else until they started throwing in that other curve. You know what I'm saying? I'm not there. That's not me. That's not God. That is not what we're choosing to fill our heads with because the conditioning will change you to say it's acceptable, it's all right, oh, it's no big deal. Sin doesn't bother us anymore. We're in trouble. Because we've reached the point where we've stopped receiving of God. We're not growing in God. We're not knowing his presence anymore. And as a result, there's something not taking place called receiving of him which empowers you, which anoints you, which, oh man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say to you very simply, turn to your neighbor and tell him this. Ready? Position yourself to receive. Some of you are still scared to talk to the person beside you. Yeah, position yourself to receive. How do I position myself? By his word. I can't, I can't tell you that enough. Can, can I tell you that my studies here in, for my personal, you know, I do my per, not my study for my you know, messages and teachings, but I have my personal time early in the morning. And I'm in that one book that I just have, you know, one, the book of Job. I, you know, I don't get excited reading through the book of Job, Okay. It's, it's like, please, God, don't ever bring my name up with the enemy, okay? Just don't do that. Have you considered my son? No! But, but, but I look at this, you know, and but there are things that just pops out at you. As you go through that word, God speaks into your spirit. And though you've read that over and over in times before, it all of a sudden comes alive. And it changes. It impacts you. It, it causes you to think differently. And then there's that thing called prayer. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you an assignment. Can I do that? And don't give me that spiritual, oh, I already do that. Then that's it. Because if what you're doing is enough. Now, here, here's what I'm asking you to do. Pray for the President of the United States. Pray for his heart, for his desires. Pray for his family. Pray for the condition of the atmosphere that he's surrounded by. For the Vice President. Pray for the quality of the Congress, the Senate. Pray for our, pray for our Supreme Court. Especially over these next couple weeks when they'll be handling some of the Stuff from Texas. I mean, just we pray for our leadership. <laughs> yeah, I can pray that they be removed. Come out! You know, I'm like, 
no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not prayer. That's an editorial. When you begin to pray for those who would despitefully use you, when you begin to lift those up that are an enemy of you, first of all, it changes you. It changes what you see because you were seeing in bitterness, you were seeing in anger, you were, you were seeing in, 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 in an attitude that blocks everything that God's trying to show you. And you're going to see not only what you hadn't seen before, but you'll see ways to pray that you've never thought of before as well. It'll change you, and believe me, it'll change our history. The church, until we become the church, don't give me your rhetoric. Don't give me your talk. Don't give me your... We need, we, we need to quit doing it on our own and simply receive of God. I know, I know you're all excited right now. I've got to pray for Biden. Yes! I gotta pray for Pelosi. Yes. <laughs> and be careful what you pray. Okay. Now I'm just saying, friend. His word. It, it's positioning ourselves to receive. It's His word. It's our prayer. It's His people. Position yourself. Look. Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves. His presence. Oh, it's up there. It's in your notes. His presence. Do you, do you understand that his presence, that when we're receiving, it, it's equal to faith. It, you, you don't receive outside of his presence. And when you receive of him, there's something that builds up. There's a boldness that's exerted. And you begin to stand and you begin to say things that you know are not you. That better be God or else I'm in serious trouble. And believe me, you need to be in those kinds of situations because you know it's a God thing. And then there's that area of, 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 of positioning ourselves in worship. I don't care what kind of worship. It's going to be our old hymns. It's going to be the new songs. You can crank up the radio. You can play your, your playlist from Amazon or, 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 or you know, whatever you listen to. It, it, it doesn't matter. But you're do, what you're doing is you're celebrating God in song. I don't care whether you can sing or not. I, I do know, I do know those, those earbuds, they get me in trouble. I got those puppies in and, you know, I got it on noise cancellation. That's not a good thing. Somebody walks up to you and scares the bejeebies out of you. You're lost, you know, you're just, mm. But worship him. Look, word, prayer, his people, his presence, and worship. And there's a reason that scripture says in, in Romans there in 5.17, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness do what? What do they do? They come on somebody. <laughs> Reign. Not, not, not be subject to, but to reign. It, it's like you, you, you must continually Take on the receiving of God if you're going to reign in life. You're going to receive from him. He wants to pour it out on you. Look, 
the word receive means to accept, to carry away, to marry. It means to take something. It's a verb. It's an action. The idea in the word is transfer, transfer, transfer. Look, look at the scripture here. It says in Ephesians, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and in all. I'm, 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 I, want, I want to tell you, I want to understand something here. He has put, did, did you realize what I just said? He has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all, so that what the head thinks the body does, right? I'm telling my hands right now to signal and to go this way and to turn your heads that way. And you're wondering, okay, Shane's sitting there saying, well, was I supposed to come up with the worship team or just sit there? Just sit there. Just, no, I think I'll go ahead and come up now. Okay. Dear beloved, we are gathered here today. How many enjoy? I, I, I enjoy. I love enjoying church and being able to laugh. Do you realize? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, God created you to laugh. It tells us in Scripture he laughed. I wonder if he sounds like, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> but, but let me just say this. He's the head, we the body, which means he's turning his body to step on, to move over, to take authority. To, look, in, in Ephesians 2 there, and then it says, and raised us up together and made us to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It has, uh, understand, sin has no more dominion, no more authority over us. It's been defeated. It's been shut down. It's been removed. Understand, finish it. Oh, that's a great thought. Yes, I thank Jesus for that. But now we need to rule. Not just sit there and go, thank you, Jay. Get up and rule. Change the mindset. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Get into his word. Get into that time of prayer. Talk to him. It's amazing what he says to you in those moments of presence. And he opens up our eyes and we see Jesus like we've never seen Jesus before. And when we see Jesus, we see ourselves in the middle of it. And when we see ourselves in the middle of it, we're transformed. We're no longer dead. We're alive. And we're ruling and reigning. And we rise up and shout and go forth boldly, taking back that which the enemy has stolen. Dominion is territory that is governed by a ring, by a ring. I'm looking at ruler and king, and I'm coming up with a ring. Those positions we just read, Christ is seated far above all principalities. We are seated with Christ. Step up onto his throne. 
Turn to your neighbor one more time. I believe in talking to people. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, assume the position. Did you hear that, Shane? <laughs> the reason I say that is because you are positioned to reign. Stay in that position. Don't take yourself out of that position. When I look at this scripture, I get the idea that receiving of God is not just so that we can receive forgiveness of sin. Receiving of God is also so we can increase domain, increase our borders to rule, make territory that we didn't use to rule over, but put it under our rule. Take back that which it has been stolen. Stand in dominion. Friend, you need to stand in dominion for your family, for, for your spouse, for your place of employment. You, you, you need to stand in dominion. Understand dominion. That you need to stand in that dominion, in that circumstance and situation. I'm going to tell you flat out, this up here ain't going to save you. You have come up with a dead religion in your head, and you look at everybody else and say they're fools. And the reality is, and the scriptures teach that, it teaches this, that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Right? But scripture doesn't say this. I've kind of made this next one up. It goes along with that. Because I believe there's a greater fool than that. And that greater fool is one who says there is a God, but I don't care. Look. Receiving is positional before it's experiential. Receiving is positional before it's experiential. Get into position for your family, for your home, for your loved ones, for your friends. Get in position at work. You're there to become a blessing to that place that it's never seen before. Because receiving happens, friend, when, I, when we acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of a savior, that I can't do it myself. And when I put myself in position to receive through prayer, through, through, through the word, through worship, it is receiving of God that saves us and empowers us. That's huge. To, it's, salvation is not just about forgiveness. It's not just about us being saved. God is empowering us. Let me give you this last PowerPoint very quickly. You already got it in your notes, but... Receiving means to enfold, to cover by enclosing, to embrace, to form with. It's like putting something in an envelope, right? You've enfolded it. You, you've covered by enclosing it, to, to, to embrace it, to form with. It's getting back to thy word have I 
hid in my heart that I might not and sin is what? The condition. That word keeps me from living independently of him. That word keeps me in a position where I'm receiving of him. I, he must de increase and I must, it's as plain as that. Look, you understand what I'm talking about when I talk about receiving. When we get, we, we go through seasons in our lives, and I've done this for you a couple of times, I'm going to do it again. But in seasons in our lives, you know, it just seems like we go through defeat, defeat, defeat. Defeat. But then we begin to receive of him. And we go through defeat. Victory. Uh, defeat. 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 And as we continue on, we go through what? Defeat. Victory. Victory. Victory! Defeat. Victory! How many know that we continue to receive of God and the norm starts to become victory! 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 Almost! Almost! Victory! Victory! That's what receiving from God is all about. Let me show you what defeat looks like. Well, when are you going to do something? When are you going to break through? When, when are you going to take care of this mess? When are you going to change my mind about things? You know, get me to think, you know, I don't, I don't understand. Oh, by the way, I'll talk later. I've got to turn on my favorite TV show. Criminal Mind. I don't know. I'm just saying. And we expect him to say something to us. What do you want him to do? Take a ball bat and go, boom. It's amazing what God gets blamed for. But I got news for you. When we begin to receive of him, it'll be amazing what God gets praised for. Can you say amen to that? Lord, I thank you for this morning and for your word. I thank you for speaking into our hearts and our lives. Arrest us. Move us. Open our eyes. Speak into our hearts. Let us take up what you're stirring inside of us right now to take the steps to receive to live from you God I've tried it every other way I've tried to do so much every other way but it doesn't work I mess it up but Lord can I hear you say, like saying this morning I'm glad you're giving up because now maybe I can do something God 
of us get lost in your presence. Let's close the door and turn on the worship. Let us bring before you prayer for the furthering of your kingdom. Lord, I pray may the behavior of your house, your body, change because the condition has changed. We are no longer we are no longer in death, but we reign with you from on high. With every head bowed, our believers are still praying. I want to ask this question this morning. You're here in this place. And the truth is, you have an idea of God. You've even made judgments concerning God. And you've done that by looking at the performance of people, particularly in church. And so you base Christianity, a relationship with Christ. You place the ideal of being a Christian based on the behavior of what you've seen. Can I get your attention off of people and onto him for just a moment? And understand what he's done for you. To receive from him so that you would go from death unto life from darkness into light but like I said he doesn't force you it's still your choice but that invitation he's giving you this morning you can sense it on the inside all he's looking for is permission He's looking for a yes, a choice. That if you say yes to what he's done for you, a yes to the forgiveness of your sin, your condition, he'll do the rest. He'll do the rest. But he can't do it until you give him the choice, give him the permission, until you've made the choice. You make the choice, he makes the change that's you here this morning and your heart is saying yes to him, please don't let the mind shut you down here listen to your heart if you're in this place this morning and you're making that choice and you're saying yes to him, I'm asking you right where you sit, I am begging of you this morning put an action to that choice take a step to make that choice real if you're in this house, you're saying yes. You're making that choice. Would you just affirm that by an action of slipping up your hand, saying, ah, that's me, man. Everyone else pray. I, I want to pray with you this morning. That's, that's you. You're, pr you're saying yes to him this morning. That's me. I'm receiving of him this morning. My life, I give to you. That's me. Lord, I thank you for hearts <laughs> who
being pulled towards you to an understanding they've not had before. Who have said yes in their spirit, in their hearts, to that grace that saves us. Holy Spirit, speak loud, speak clear, surround them, love on them. Let this be a day that transforms by the renewing of their minds. This is a day of beginning, not a day of finality. Oh, I've made a choice, now my life's over. No, their life has just begun, and I just pray that you will make yourself so real to them. Lord, bless them. Lord, I pray for every believer in this house who is stalled, whose salvation doesn't mean piddly to them what it used to mean. I pray this morning in this house that believers who have stalled out, who have become stagnant, who are in a form, who are in a routine, who have opinions, who have whatever it is that's signaling that the salvation is about them, not of God. There's no fruit here, Lord. None. The only fruit that's there is that which... we perceive from our own works, which is not fruit. So Lord, I pray that in this place, believers, believers in this house, all of us learn to receive, enlarge our capacity, and take dominion in Jesus' name. And everybody said, can we give him praise this morning? He's worthy. Would you do me a favor? Would you stand with me? This morning, I want you to know that these altars are open. If you'd like to come and find a place of prayer, we're here to pray for you. We have people that love you, love to pray, love to join with you. They'll be here for you. Maybe you just want to Worship Him with where you're standing here this morning. Enter into that presence. Literally put yourself in a position of receiving. Enlarging your capacity. <laughs> and taking dominion. This morning you don't have to walk out of here. There's no reason that you go out of here in the same condition you walked in here. You reign. You walk in authority. His and to know, mm, I'm going to preach another message, aren't I? I'm just here to tell you, Fred, let's receive of him this morning. There'll be no formal dismissal. We're not going to pray and say, hey, hey. But we want you to find a place of prayer, a place where you enter in, a place where you receive. Worship team. Jesus is calling Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling 